what do you need to hold yourself accountable? Cause it's not enough to be in self-will. Oh, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Cause I want it that bad. I'll do it. It's a very dangerous lie and a setup for sabotage. So figure out what's going to keep you accountable. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with my friend Tiffany Carter. Tiffany takes the mystery out of making big money while doing something that you love. She uses a magnetic combination of her clear-cut communication style that she developed as a TV news broadcaster for NBC and CBS, her business savvy as a multi-millionaire entrepreneur, and her intuitive ability to identify money blocks to release what is preventing you from reaching your financial and lifestyle goals. She's a top business strategy specialist and coach responsible for generating more than $120 million in sales transactions. Tiffany is most well-known for helping big brands and small business owners generate consistent clients and cash online using her emotional-based sales techniques. Tiffany currently runs two seven-figure businesses, one that focuses on scaling multiple billion-dollar brands such as Procter & Gamble, Kraft Foods, and Nabisco. Her passion business and podcast project me with Tiffany Carter was started four years ago to help small business owners make money online using strategies and techniques that are typically only accessible by big businesses. Despite the odds being totally against her, this multimillionaire entrepreneur went from a life of self-destruction to success and from abuse to abundance. Tiffany's mission runs deeper than helping people make money. Her bigger purpose is to help women create wealth by developing their worth. Tiffany is a PTSD trauma survivor experiencing severe abuse for most of her childhood and young adult life. As painful as this was, it gave her the gift of resilience and determination to help millions of people learn how to honor themselves first and create a life of freedom to no longer be dependent on any person, job, or intuition for their livelihood. She wants women to remember the most exceptional project in your life is you. Putting yourself and your needs first isn't selfish. It's a necessary act of self-care and empowerment. Project Me is a program to create your most exceptional life by putting the focus back on you. Project Me is designed to help you generate the wealth, love, career, self-worth, experiences, relationships, and life you desire and deserve. 
Tiffany is the host of the top-rated educationally edgy podcast, Project Me with Tiffany Carter, a passionate advocate for sex-trafficked women and children. She lives in Los Angeles with her fiancé and two rescue dogs, Sir Chubbs and Loki. To get you started on your journey to leading your most exceptional life, Tiffany created a free Project Me pocket guide, Five Steps to Creating Financial Freedom, which is available on her website at projectmewithtiffany.com. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, we've got my friend Tiffany Carter here. I am so excited for this conversation. We're going to talk money. We're going to talk online businesses, making millions of dollars. We're going to talk masculine, feminine energy, expression, giving less fucks, like all that kind of stuff. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, I'm especially excited to talk about giving less fucks because <laughs> I, I used to give, I used to give too many and that didn't go really well for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is one of the things that I love so much about you and how you show up online, like zero fucks given. And it is so refreshing and exciting and sometimes triggering, right? Like I'm like, Oh, look at, look, yes. Okay. I vibe with this. So excited to dive in, but first some rapid fire questions. What is something that you're grateful for right now? I am grateful for the fact that I have the resources to maintain my health at the level I do Mm. both like my emotional, my emotional health, my physical health, you know, that I have coaches, I have trainers, I have the access to the best of the best because not everyone puts themselves in that position to have that. Yes. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you feel guilty about it? Um, I have like 500, um, every form of like reality TV. I didn't um, know that you were going to say that. Yeah. 90 day fiance (laughs) is my jam. I've, I've seen every episode married at at first sight. And I recently started subscribing to like rag mags again, because it just like detaches like my brain yeah. from like personal development and business. And I just, I love that shit. Yeah. Sometimes we need that like veg out, like dumb brain stuff. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> What's a random fact that most people don't know about you? There's quite a few random facts. Um, I guess one that most people are shocked to hear is that I actually had zero self-worth and on the outside, I, if, if I was online before, thank God I didn't really use it. Cause that would have been horrifying to see today. I would have been that Polly, the influencer. I, I had no self-worth, but on the outside, you would have thought that like, you know, I really had it together. So most mm. people see me in that whole zero fucks thing, assuming I have, you know, I've always had this great yeah. confidence. Right. And that, that is definitely not true. My confidence was earned and not given. Okay. Which I will get into that more for sure. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, and obviously you are designing the life of your dreams and everything is intentional, but if you couldn't do what you're doing right now, like what's a job or career that you've always thought would be like super cool. Oh, I talk about it all the time. Like when, when I have those moments where I'm like, I'm going to be on my 600 pound life and living in a tent, I just go <laughs> back to working at Starbucks. Like that's what I love, like making coffee, the coffee experience, knowing people's drinks. Like I would, I would for sure. Not even your own cafe. Just like, no, Starbucks. fuck that. That's too much to have a restaurant. 
No, 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 no. I would just be like that. I'd be that like millionaire barista, like that no one knows is a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I, would you're like, I just work second. here for fun. <laughs> I, I would love like every second of it. Okay. I like it. Um, any weird talents or special skills? Um, yes, I have a few. One, I've only child syndrome. So there's a lot of things that come up from that. Um, I can memorize any phone number backwards and like do it really quickly. Like I trained myself and, to do weird like shit. and forwards. Yeah. Really weird stuff like that. Wow. Um, and I have this like strange knack for naming things, which mm. most people have a hard time, like naming stuff, like what to title a book or a program. Like I get off on it. Like I, mm. I do it naturally, even when I'm watching other people's like yeah. launches or a big brand, I'm like, Mm, this other name would have been better. <laughs> yeah. a really weird way how my brain works. So I would say I mean, those are, those are two. Yeah. I mean, there's a few others that, you know, we don't really need to mention <laughs> special talents we've, of mine. We've gone there on this show though, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you want to be when you were little? A newscaster, which I became. Cross it off the list. Yep. When was the last time that you cried? Yesterday. I cry a lot. I used to, I used to never cry. I was the person where then if I like tripped and fell or I like bumped my arm, it would be like an inappropriate response. I'd be like wailing, right? (laughs) It's just waiting to come out. Right. It was all stuffed in. And now like I cry, I just, I cry. I just, I'm emotional now I'm Mm -hmm. open. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't take that much to make me cry if I'm in the feels. Yeah. Same. Same. Like I, it's like a, I was like, yeah, I probably, wait, did I cry yesterday? I don't know if I did. You probably which, did. Yeah. That's like, I'm like, probably <laughs> like same used to like hold back, like, like crying is weakness. It's terrible sort of thing. Never cry. And now I'm like, you know, I'll do like a 30 second cry while I'm driving. I'm like, oh, good. We got that out. Okay, great. Exactly. Thanks. All right. Bye. <laughs> We're good. Um, <laughs> when's the last time that you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. Oh, I laugh at myself daily. Like I just came back from being with my boxing trainer and I love complaining. I think it's therapeutic. It's a release. It's a vent, <laughs> but I still do everything you tell me to do, but I'm just totally complaining gonna... the whole time and we make it funny. So I'm like, this is bullshit. This is tedious. I'm not going to do it. And I'm saying it while I'm doing it. Yeah. we're just like, he's like, you're the most ridiculous person. He's like, and you're already almost done. And I was like, yeah, I guess I, you You're know, like, yeah, I just, but I hate it every second. Right. Like <laughs> I just laugh at myself. I use a lot of humor to manage my depression and anxiety, mm. um, not to make like light of it, but like, I think there's, there's not, it's so serious in the world. It's like, we need to all just fucking lighten up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What's your favorite meal? Well, if I could have, if I could eat whatever I wanted and not gain weight, it yes. would be, um, I, I do gen, I do love salad, which is really weird, but I'd have salad. I would have pizza and I would have ice cream for sure. Every night. I like it. I like it. What is your next like travel destination place that you really, really want to go? Not necessarily like plan travel unless it is, but like next like dream travel spot well, where I was supposed to be for my birthday in Virgo season. I was supposed to be in Positano, Italy. Um, I've been to the mm. before, but I haven't been in a long time. 
and that's where it was planned. And, you know, I don't want to go until I know it's op- everything is like open and there's a full experience. Right. Right. So right. I would say there, and then another destination of, Oh, this is a weird thing about me. I'm obsessed with like the Hallmark Christmas movies. Like I have a problem. Like I want a lumberjack who has a secret trust fund. Like yes. that's my dream. Right. He's Don't like, let me help fix everything in your house. And he's like secretly rich and he's kind of hairy. Like I'm into little hair, like not okay. on the back, but like arms yeah. and chest. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm down like for a manly. Yeah. I need some hair. Yeah. I need some, I need some hair. So I love everywhere. <laughs> I love I need be, on the lookout. be on the lookout. People. I'm like the weird chick, like at the gym. I'm like, I can spot like a solid arm hair guy from across them. It's like glistening with sweat. I'm like, that's working for me. I'm very weird. Um, I love this. But I, I, love this. I love every winter season. I do a winter wonderland trip. So I like going to like Christmas markets. Like I've gone to Quebec city. I want to do like um, like a Eastern European Christmas mm-hmm. market vibe. Yeah. So I really hope that's going to be possible this year. Um, it's just like really my inner child loves it. And it really feels like I'm in one of those like Hallmark movies. Uh, that's like that's so tender. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all, for all of those super it's like arm hair and this Hallmark is, movies. This is what yeah. the takeaway is from today's show. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. There we go. That'll be the title. Okay, perfect. <laughs> arm hair and Hallmark movies with Tiffany Carter. Um, would you tell us like your, your, like the bullet points of your story, how you got here, you know, from um, news broadcasting, like in the entertainment industry, all of that to multiple seven figure businesses. Like, yeah, let's hear, let's hear the bullets. So I was hired by NBC as a newscaster, even before I graduated college, which is wild. I mean, they hired me before I could drink technically, which is really <laughs> weird. Um, but I always wanted to be a newscaster part in part. It was because I wanted to be heard and seen and understood, mm-hmm. which I didn't have in my childhood. And I people, you know, at that time, not now, but at that time, right. You really respected and listened and trusted, right. You're like local news person. Yeah. So I wanted to be that person. And I'm, I'm naturally as an Enneagram six, I'm a truth seeker. I'm a Mm. truth teller Virgos, right. We, we want integrity, what you say and what you do better fucking match. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, at that time, I keep saying that, you know, it was all about being, you <laughs> we know, get it. journalism ethics and shit like that. So I did that career. I made crap money. As you know, being mm-hmm. in PR, you only make money as a TV newscaster. If you make it to network or like a top five market and you've been there a long mm-hmm. time, even in LA, if you're a field reporter in LA, you're making 90 grand. That's yeah. it. And people think, yeah. Oh, you're in LA. Right. Yeah. So you're on TV, like all this stuff. Right. And at a certain point I was like, oh my God, like, this is ridiculous. Like I can't keep doing this. I want more. Um, I saw that I had friends of mine who were getting like company cars and expense accounts and all this travel by being in pharmaceutical sales. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, and I go, I'm really passionate about health and wellness. And, you know, I, might, might as well try it. Right. I like communicating, talking to people. I had a big health segment that was syndicated on CNN. Maybe that'll help me get the job. It didn't. 
Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we need proof that you can sell, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so I interviewed for 50 companies before I finally got hired by one of the best in the world and actually the most respected, which is Merck. Um, mm. So I say that to let you guys know that whether it's a job, whether it's rejection from a publisher, I mean, 50 no's I got and I kept going. So yeah. I built my corporate career in that pharmaceutical world, climbed the, you know, climbed the ladder, kept hitting the glass ceiling. It's very white male dominated and it still is to this day. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't make, I was capped out. I couldn't make anymore unless someone promoted me and I wasn't mm -hmm. getting those high, high level roles. Cause those were reserved for like that good old boys club. Mm. So then I had one of my like top doctors. Cause in that industry, doctors are like your clients say like, why, are, why don't you make all this money for yourself instead of making it, you know, for these companies. And I was like, mm. do you think people would actually pay me? Yeah. And he was like, well, you're already doing it for free, which what I was doing to build rapport with people was helping them develop marketing plans to get more qualified patients into dermatology offices, plastic surgery offices, that kind of thing. Cause you okay. know, medicine's a yeah. business too. And I was doing that to build rapport because that only helped me right in my corporate career. And he's like, these people charge a lot of money to do stuff like that. And you're already mm -hmm. doing it for free. And it was really hard for me to believe that people would pay me for that. Like, and, and I was raised by two entrepreneurs, but it was still oh, yeah. very, it was still very hard for me to, to comprehend that. Plus what my mom showed me, which was the predominant parent I was raised by was that entrepreneurship sucks and that it's okay. miserable and you have to work 12 to 14 hours a day Interesting. if you want to be successful. So it wasn't like, great, I'm going to be a boss, babe. Like that was before that was a thing. This was 14 years ago. Yeah. But I did it. I did what I call, which sounds very sexual, the straddling method that I now teach um, uh, it took me six months to go from corporate to having a business that at least matched my base salary. Right. right. And then I grew that business. I have it still today, 14 years later, and it's, you know, made me millions of dollars. And about, I would say four years ago, I was like, you know what, like, this isn't lighting me up. I need to do something more. And that's when I started project me with Tiffany Carter, the podcast and business coaching. What a lot of people don't know is I had this idea, the name and everything for 10 years, but I was too terrified to start it. And I had the money to start it. I had the knowledge to start it. It wasn't about that. I already mm -hmm. was an entrepreneur. So I already knew that deal, yeah. right? It was because it's very different doing like B2B kind of stuff versus, you know, under the name TLC enterprises, right. Which is my other company versus it being it's Tiffany Carter. Yeah. Right. Like people are buying, you are the product, right. Yeah. And I took me 10 years from the idea, the preliminary logo, having the niche until I actually started it. And that's why I always tell people, cause you keep waiting, you keep waiting. Time goes by real fast. I love that you're sharing about that because I, can resonate with that so much. Cause we, we talked about, I'm, I'm literally today as we're recording this, um, launching club, big queen energy, my women's membership, which is I'm so freaking excited about. And I've been wanting to launch a membership like this for like 
like three years. Oh, really? You know? I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. 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 And so I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> like you just fucking do it. And there is some, so much safety in like, oh, well, if I'm doing this service or whatever, it's not about me. Right. Like I'm like with your other business, you know, and even in doing PR, like, yes, we can produce incredible right. results, you have a similar when, setup. Yeah. But when I'm the product, right. And like, which I know is the most powerful product that I have, like it's, it's fucking scary. It, it is be. totally it is. scary. <laughs> it's vulnerable. It's very so, vulnerable. How did you, how did you move through that to finally be like, fuck it? Like we need to bring this, put this out into the world and go for it. Well, I love that you said, fuck it. Cause that is literally my <laughs> method. I call it the fuck it method. You've got to get to a point where you're so uncomfortable with where you're at. Those are the only people I'll coach. You have to be so uncomfortable and really assess what is this costing me to not be, do the risk, take the risk and go after whatever my goal is in any part of your life, right? What is this costing me to stay right here? And if you're okay with that cost and consequence, then you're not ready and that's okay. But if you don't like that cost and consequence that you still aren't taking any like true all in action, well, now you're in self-sabotage. Now you're Mm -hmm. insane. You either Mm -hmm. need to let go of that dream. You don't want it badly enough, which is also okay, right? Maybe it wasn't yours to have, or you thought you were supposed to do it, let it go. Or you've got to say, you know what? Fuck it. If you don't get to the fuck it, it isn't going to happen. Everything I've done, I bet you your mastermind too or your uh, membership too. everything that you've done. I bet before that came to mm, no, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, even my podcast, I had the idea for, for this podcast for years as well, you know, and, and, and it's the stuff where it like gets in the way of like, Oh, well the perfect, I, mm, maybe I should revisit the logo. Maybe I should revisit the name or I'm not ready or but, but all this stuff. And, and then, and you wait, right. And you don't change anything. Right. So like nothing changes. You're like, okay, let's revisit it. And you're like, oh, I don't need to revisit this and make changes. Like it was ready already. What was I, what the hell, you know? And you're like, damn it. Okay, fine. We're doing it. I mean, I told myself all sorts of lies. I needed, um, I needed a logo. I needed the top of the line iMac, which I'm staring at right now, which I've used three times. It was $5,500. My entire business was built on my phone and a 2013 17 inch MacBook, which they don't make anymore. But I even, I mean, I bought stuff. I bought equipment. I mean, I told my fear and I've done so much deep, deep work about this. So I was even aware of what I was doing. I knew I was insane. And yeah. I knew I was insane. And at a certain point I was like, all right, Tiff, like, what's it going to be? You have to have a, like a, just a straight up conversation with yourself, you know, like what's, you know, what are you going to do, Tiff? What's it going to be like, mm. it's either now, or you need to admit that you don't want this ba- that badly and that's Ooh. okay too, but yeah. what's it going to fucking be? Yeah. And Radical I was honesty. Like, I was like, no, fuck it. No, it's happening. I'm terrified, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to show up regardless because it's not cute. It's not like you say, fuck it. And what so many people show on Instagram, like you go all in and in 30 days, you're going to have, you know, $10,000 months. It's like, yeah, the universe doesn't work like that. Especially if you have an attachment to that validation of having things work a certain way, it'll be like, "Mm -hmm." well, we'll see how bad you want it, Tiffany, because 
your ass got like 5,000 total downloads in five months of your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, my ego didn't like it. You know, I'm a trained communicator. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm someone who was famous. I didn't have any other platform. You know, I started my podcast before a platform, which is opposite of what most people do. I had no platform, nothing. Mm. There was, you couldn't have found me. You could mm. have found like a LinkedIn page or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like I had, you know, I was funneling in from some email list or something like that. I started from scratch, but yeah, I mean, I'm like here, I, I was kind of feeling myself. Like I'm a professional communicator. I think I'm kind of funny. I have great topics and um, yeah, no one's listening. And that was costing me money. Yeah. So what did, okay. So then what was the shift when you realized that? Like, what was the shift to kick it up? I like, have get another, your ass into gear. Yeah. I'd have another conversation with myself because I was going all in, but I had contingencies, right? Mm. I was like, I'm all in, but I need to see that it's working. Like I was trying to make deals with God and the universe. Like, I need to see that it's working in order for me to have the inspiration and motivation to keep going. Well, that ain't how it works. Mm -hmm. You have to keep showing up regardless and believe that deeply in it. So for me, I said, I will go all in, show up regardless. And I don't mean show up like and be self-abandoning. I mean, show up, you know, like how would you show up to like a normal job, right? You wouldn't like call into a boss at a normal job and be like, the stars aren't aligned today. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be available to come in. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was like, I have to show up like I did in my, you know, corporate career for my own dreams and for a year. And if it does not take off after a year, then we'll reassess, but I've got to mm. let go of any expectation of money. I've got to let go of outcome completely. And within one month of saying that my podcast took off. Amazing. And really believing it. It wasn't like those half surrenders that we do mm -hmm. where it's like, I'll let go, but you're really not letting go. It was a true surrender. Like it's not a reflection on me or how good I am or if people need it. This just takes time. It's in divine timing. Some people, right. We can get into comparison. Some people, it looks like everything they fucking touch turns to gold, right? Mm -hmm. And for some people, they are that one hit wonder. They do have success right out of the gate. But believe me, the law of polarity, they have other stuff that goes on later, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't look like that. I'm more of someone who, what is it? Like I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I'm a, oh I my think gosh. I'm a, yeah, I'm a grower, not a shower. And, I, and there's people out there, showers and aren't growers. Oh I'd my rather, gosh. I love this. I'm fine with being a grower. Yeah. I mean, as long as it grows into something big. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. I'll be, uh, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the self-worth stuff because like you and I have, have so much in common, like with the, you know, being stuck in our masculine in the past, like the self-worth issues. And like, for me, I was struggling with self-worth stuff for so long. And that showed up as, uh, being a workaholic overachiever, perfectionist, all that. And I felt confident is the thing. Like I felt confident, but I also really fucking cared what other people thought of me. And I didn't necessarily feel myself like changing or like, you know, Oh, this personality here, this personality, here, like that kind of stuff. But, um, I felt confident, but when you, 
when I at least like saw that there was a major self-worth issue, if you will, that was showing up in how I was spending my time and energy and not going all in on myself, like working through that, like the confidence that comes like from true self-worth, like it's a whole nother level. So I would love to hear more about like, you know, you said in the beginning, like you used to have zero self-worth on the outside. It looked amazing, but like, yeah, inside. not. Oh, so I much. was constantly afraid of being found out. I would say stuff in my head. Like if they only knew how freaking mm. dumb I am, um, if they only knew, I had no idea what I was doing. If people only knew how fucked up I was, you know, those were my consistent stories because, you know, I have, I came from a very severely abusive childhood. I was sexually yeah. abused from the ages of 11 to 21 mm. years old. Um, and done like a gazillion hours of, you know, therapy to be able to talk about it and speak about it, um, openly. But what comes with that, right, is really beaten down self-worth. And I am only valued if I give something, right? If I mm -hmm. give sex, if I give help, yes. if I give attention, if I say yes, if I say no, I'm discarded, right? Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff is stored in your cells. You don't have to have like a, as crazy of a story as me. It could have been from, you know, a toxic marriage or a toxic boss or, you know, that an emotional type mm -hmm. level of abuse where that can come up. So the level of work I had to do to show up in this true grounded confidence is what I call it. I had the fake confidence too. If someone yeah. said to me, you have low self-worth, I would have been like, fuck you. I yeah. mean, really? I mean, I, like, what even is that? It wouldn't have resonated <laughs> with me whatsoever. It wouldn't, I would have resonated with, I, I know I have some insecurities, right? Or I would call myself a hot mess, mm. but I wouldn't have resonated with self-worth. I got mm -hmm. all of my worth from the gym and from working. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where it came from. True grounded self-confidence, self-worth. We're not, we don't need to be dependent on anything outside of ourselves in order to feel whole, loved and worthy. Yes. That's, that's really what it is. And that took me a really long time to do that. So of course, what do you think I attracted? Right. I attracted girlfriends, lovers, clients, bosses that reflected how crappy I thought of myself. Mm -hmm. And then it would reinforce, see Tiffany, no one, no one wants to support you, love you, be with you, be by your side, unless you're giving them something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there like a, a big wake up call moment when you're like, oh shit, this is a self-worth issue. And this is what I need to address. And then what were the things that helped you to heal that, um, get, you know, get more grounded in authentic self-worth and authentic confidence? Like what were some of those steps that helped you? And, and that like, kind of like aha moment. I mean, my aha moment for me, it was a major rock bottom because the universe, God, you know, will, start, you know, kind of tapping you on the shoulder. Maybe you get sick all the time. Then Ugh. it will start kind of nudging you. And then it might start yelling at you. Well, I ignored all of that. Yep. So <laughs> about, we're close to six years ago, six years ago on my birthday, September 5th, um, I went to kill myself. Oh, wow. I had, you know, and I had access because of being in pharmaceuticals 
to the concoction that, that would do the job. I had them all laid out on my counter. What I did not look like, and I like sharing this so people can have a little more awareness about, about it. You would have never thought I was this low. I went probably two days prior and got my nails done. I was at mm. the gym the day before. So it's like, well, that doesn't, right? Yeah, that doesn't no lifestyle right. changes or why? anything like why that. Would you, why would you do that? However, I mm. was telling people in my circle, I am not okay. I need help. I am not happy. I don't want to be here anymore. And none mm. of these people wanted to believe me because it, it like didn't look how they thought it was supposed yeah. to look. Also, none of those people are in my life now. My guess mm -hmm. is because they didn't want to know because that would mean that they would have had to have done something and they didn't yeah. want to fucking have to do anything. So they didn't. I, all I can say is it was a divine intervention. I had someone a couple months prior hand me a piece of paper um, when a brief, a stranger conversation. I mean, we can impact people like in line at fucking target, you yeah. guys. And mm -hmm. this lovely woman, we got into a conversation um, at a speaker event at a church and she, and I was telling her about like my mom and a little about my story. She goes, have you ever heard of ACA? And I was like, no. And she goes, well, it's a 12 step program for people who grew up in dysfunctional families and, and have an addiction to like people, places, and things, not substances. Mm, and I go, okay. really? And I go, that's interesting. And she goes, let me just write down like the name. If you ever want to go to the website, there's a, you know, where do you live? Oh, there's a meeting like right by your house. And I knew the exact place and the time. The divine timing of this was so weird. It was, I believe it was on a Saturday and I ended up getting in my car. I don't remember how I got there. It was only like three miles away. And I went to a meeting. I went to one of these meetings and for the first time in my life, I felt heard, I understood, I wasn't alone, I wasn't crazy. And I told myself, all right, like, I, if I want to leave this earth tomorrow, I'll leave tomorrow. So the pills stayed out on the counter. And I just kept saying that, okay, mm -hmm. I still have the option, I can still do this the next day. So mm -hmm. for me, it was being around other people to where I felt like I wasn't alone in this world. I, I really feel it's so powerful. That's why I have a membership, right? That focuses on something totally different than what yours is for, but I'm so happy you're doing a membership because that community, when we're like-minded and, and struggling with the same things and going after the same things, that can be the difference between you staying the course and going after what it is you want in your life and quitting. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's fucking powerful. Do you, how do you, so how do you manage or deal with like anxiety and depression? Like now, if it's, I'm, I'm going to assume that on occasion, like it kind of can creep back in there, like as you know, speaking from experience and stuff like, um, yeah. How do you manage that? And also like, how do you, like, how does playing with anxiety and depression, um, bless your life too? Like what gifts are you able to find in it? I love that question. Um, I use a lot of things to manage my depression and anxiety. You know, I'm on prescription medication. I need, I need to be like mm -hmm. period. 
I've tried not being on it. That's not good. I'm a big proponent of TH um, of using THC because yep. I have severe um, nighttime PTSD. Mm-hmm. So big, big fan of that. I have three different coaches. I make sure I move my body daily. I have tons of different practices I do. That's my number one priority is my well-being overall. Because without that, I've got nothing, but I have to be very intentional. I have to have accountability. I need to have people. It doesn't, you know, I have, you can have people that you don't pay that are supportive. That's great, but they're not going to hold you accountable in the same way as someone you pay. Right. So I have people who, who I pay and I make it my, my priority, right. Intentionally, what gifts does it give? It gives me the gift of being able to empathize on a deeper level with anyone I interact with friends or clients, because it's not all fucking Bali and butterflies, Yeah. right? This shit is hard and I don't care what someone portrays on the outside, right? It's, there's a lot of hard days and a lot of people aren't comfortable showing that, or they'll just Mm -hmm. show it for the likes, right? Mm. That like, they just had this one break strategic meltdown vulnerability. Yeah. Right. Which is really gross to me. Um, but someone who's really willing to talk about it, I can talk about it because it's not triggering to me because I do the work, Mm -hmm. but that's part of what motivates me to do the work is so that I can speak openly about it. So there's other people maybe listening right now who feel less alone, like, okay, I can still be successful and financially well off, or I can, you know, I can still have find love. I can still have this full life, even though I'm, I feel like I'm a hot mess. Mm -hmm. You absolutely can. So if it, if you, if you couldn't be a hot mess and have all this shit, uh, trust me, I wouldn't have it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, really. So I like reminding mm. people of that. Cause when they see people, when most people see someone like you or me, you know, someone who's competent, someone who's well-spoken, someone who makes a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. Right. It's like, oh my God, you know, you have to be, they think things, oh, they were, they've always been like this. Yeah. Oh, their parents um, probably helped them. They're just right. super smart. They're unique. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I am definitely do not have the lineup of someone who should be an entrepreneur. Like everything was stacked against me to Mm. be who I am and have the success that I am today. So it's possible as long as you intentionally prioritize, right. Your emotional well-being, your physical well-being and your dreams at the same time. Otherwise, if you're just kind of letting shit happen in the world and expecting, expecting to get the money, get the things, um, and just like manifest it to death, it ain't going to happen. Right. Yeah. The energetic framework with inspired action. Absolutely. And, And like, yeah, taking care of your whole human. Um, so something that you are really committed to is helping women remember that like their, their most important, most exceptional project is themselves. Right. And so I resonate with this so much. Cause I, I very much believe like that the more you 
you are in the world, the more authentically yourself you are, right? Like your higher self, your most authentic self, whatever we want to call it, the more you become a magnet for everything that you desire, the more success you're going to be able to attract, the more fulfilled you will be in your life and your relationships, all of that. I would love for you to speak into that because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I mean, selfishly just like, Ooh, like, what does that like, tell me more about what that means to you. Cause like, yeah, I'm, you know, aligned. <laughs> so the idea and the name for project me with Tiffany Carter and the me is an acronym for most exceptional came from when I had emergency spine surgery from over-exercising, probably going in to, um, the gym with a hangover and taking a class with my sunglasses on, which was, I was known for, I was that person. Seriously. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I was that person. Um, and I was not allowed to sit up. I was not allowed to stand. I could only be in a lying down position for six weeks. It's amazing what happens when you're forced to be still, which I never wanted to be still because being still is when your pain comes up, your stuffed emotions come up. I wanted to be constantly busy and distracted in order to not feel those things. Mm -hmm. And I just had like a whole experience in that lying down probably, you know, with some Oxycontin on top of that, but that's fine. Um, so in that state, it was like really what it boils down to when it comes to having the building, the life that you want, the lifestyle, you know, the money, the friends, um, all the things is that if you don't have an unwavering belief in yourself, Mm -hmm. it's not possible because Mm -hmm. you're not going to get constant outside validation. In fact, you're going to have people, um, do the opposite and try to tear you down. You have to have this develop this strong belief in yourself and in this mission. And it's so attractive to people when you have that grounded sense, that doesn't mean I don't have days where I'm like having self-doubt, where I go in, you know, I'm in a bad way and I go into comparisonitis. I have that too, but overall, I know that what I'm, what I'm here to do and why, and I know that I'll show up anything I commit to, I'll show up, I'll figure it out. I'll get the resources. I'll find a way. Cause that's within my control. I can't control mm-hmm. other people. The yeah. other thing about putting yourself first is that your energy is not drained. I, I was taught that to be a loving friend, a loving partner, a great employee meant you had to put yourself last. Yeah. Right. And then, I'd be, right? And, and then I'd be exhausted and resentful because I was always people pleasing. What happened when I started just experimenting with putting myself first, it was terrifying because I was afraid that everyone would abandon me and hate me and think I was a selfish bitch. Right. Mm. That's really what I thought, Mm -hmm. but I was experimenting with it. And what I found is I had so much more mental energy, physical energy. A lot of you guys listening are fucking exhausted. You're mentally tapped. You, you know, you're like, Oh, I can't figure out my content or my name. And I want to do this, that, and the other, and I can't figure it out. Like, I'm just not feeling it today. Well, a lot of it, stems from not being clear because you've been pouring into other people, places and things instead of yourself. 
that you don't even know like what is important to you, right? And what is inspiring to you or what you're passionate about. Exactly. I mean, I didn't even know my favorite color, which mm-hmm. anyone who, you know, follows me or listens to my show at Project Me with Tiffany, you will see it is undoubtedly purple. Yes. Like <laughs> it's, I'm obsessed, right? So, and I'm obsessed in part because I discovered my favorite color, not as a child, as, you know, as an adult. And that's really exciting, right? Really exciting to me. So I didn't know that. I didn't have hobbies. I thought the gym was a hobby. That's not a fucking hobby, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. Right? So I, I had to take time and learn all this stuff about myself. But with all this excess energy from detaching from people who were just using me, um, from learning to say no and say yes to myself, I then had the energy to go after and build build the things that I really wanted to have in my life. And I had more energy to support myself. And Mm -hmm. it really all starts there. If I find myself getting dragged down and in a depressed state, 99.9% of the time, it's not because I have depression. It's because I've been overgiving. Yeah. So my, my energy exchange is off. I'm pouring a lot out and not getting enough poured into me. And that happened Mm -hmm. to me recently where I took note of it. It was about, I don't know, I'd say five weeks ago. And I took note of that. I was like really low motivation, low vibe. And I was like, "Mm, I would love to blame it on depression, but I don't really feel truly depressed. And I took an inventory of how much am I giving out versus how Mm -hmm. much am I getting back? And it was way off. It was way Mm -hmm. off. So what did I do? I hired, um, I hired a new amazing life coach. So I went and looked, you know, for what support I could get. I am most likely joining, um, this really cool invite only high level mastermind for millionaire entrepreneurs. So I can have a collective, right. Mm -hmm. Of people. I, thanks to you, I am going to be working with, you know, someone who can really help me in the relationship area of my Mm -hmm. life. Right. So I, I took action. I took inventory and then I went, okay. And I took action because yeah, knowing and being aware that you're a people pleaser, you're over giving, you're not happy. Okay. That's important. But if you're not taking any action on that, you're going to stay stuck in that spot. Well, and cause it'll keep, you know, these things that we obviously like some of our biggest lessons and challenges. And then of course the things that we are most passionate about teaching, like those are the things we get to relearn and learn in new ways over and over and over again. So it's, it's not like we like, Oh, I figured out that worthiness stuff. I'm good. You're like, no, it, I, I remember feeling like I had like crossed it off the list. Like hi, such a freaking Virgo, like overachiever. I'm like, That's we did such it. A Virgo. We that. Like, put, okay, we're done with that one. And then it would like pop up in new ways. And I'm like, what? I thought we did this already. I thought we settled this. <laughs> like, and like, instead no. it's another, it's another layer Yes, I'm that like, you've gone to, to. it yeah, never fucking ends. It just, yeah. it doesn't end. It just doesn't end. It uh-huh. goes deeper and deeper. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are? to reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. 
At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. The thing I do feel that changes though when you really do that work is that when you get to another layer, yes, it's painful. Yes, it's challenging. I'm in another layer right now. And believe me, it's, it ain't cute sometimes, but I know what's on the other side mm. because I have an evidence bank of what's on the other side yes. because I've gone through those layers. Yes. So I, at least I know it'll, I know it's for my greatest good. I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm doing this, but now in this applicant, like in this context, oh, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Surrender. Okay. So last kind of thing with the worthiness stuff, like going all in on yourself, right? Like, cause I've talked about that a bit on, on the show, on Instagram. Like if someone's like, okay, like I get it. Yeah. Like I want to go all in on myself. Like what are like, quick actions. Like how does someone get started in that? Like going all in. And I first want to say, I know some of you are getting like rashy when you hear all in now. And it pisses me off because I really like that phrase. And now it's getting you like, yes, it's being so overused. It's learning, it's losing its power and it's impact and income. Cause I really, I really like all in. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, like get in the fuck it zone is what I say. <laughs> right. And you know that you want that, right. Cause you're never going to be ready. I was waiting to be ready, which is why it took 10 years to start yeah. project me with Tiffany Carter, right? Like you were ready for the, your podcast, you said, and it took you three years. It's like, you're not going to ever be fully ready. Like, what are we waiting yeah. for? I used to be like, universe, send me a sign. And then it would be like, I would have like a hummingbird fly by my window. And I was like, is that my sign? I'm you're like, no, I think, yeah. You're like, no, I think I need the sign that is me getting hit by a truck. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, I need a bigger sign. I was like, ridiculous. Yeah. That's because, so that's just a lie that you're telling, that you're telling oh, yourself. Gosh, yeah. I would say if you're saying, I want this, what is the, this, what are you saying you want? And, and it's better if you write it down. If you're lazy like me, then don't. But mm-hmm. what is it you want? If it's, you know what, I want to be, I want to make my own money doing something I love. I want to do, I really want to do that online. Okay, that's great. Why do you want to do it? Not like what's your why, but why do you want to do it more than just money? It can't just be about money and so that you can travel and you can have all these nice things. And believe me, I love all that shit, but it's not enough because once you have the money, it's get, you're going to still have these hard days and it's not enough. Like I don't, I actually technically don't have to work anymore. I can live off my investments, which Mm -hmm. is great, but I want to, and I want to keep making money so that I can keep building safe houses for women and children who are sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. Like I have a really deep reason and love for do for doing what I do. So I want you to, to find that motivator. That's more than money. Money can be one, but more than money. And then what, what can I do to make myself accountable? A lot of people Mm -hmm. will teach like, 
what are your next action steps? Um, that can get a lot of people stuck. I would rather you look at what do I need to do to get my ass to keep showing up regardless and not be lazy about it, not show up a couple times a week and treat my dream like it's a jobby, which is an expensive and time sucking hobby, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of it being a jobby and it being a thing, you have to set up accountability. For me personally, I have to put significant cash on the table, not like a hundred bucks. I have to put real cash on the table and have coaches and mentors that I pay because I don't want to waste that money. And I don't want to let someone down who I respect now for you guys. I don't know. Some of you a hundred dollars could be a lot. So it needs, mm -hmm. it's all relative. It needs to be an amount that makes you uncomfortable because you don't want to waste that money. I compare it to like gym memberships, right? There, there's these gyms that are $9 a month. You don't give a shit. No. If you show up that month for $9. Yeah. But if you're at like an Equinox, I'm, and it's I'm, like yeah, right, $250 a month. Right. Yeah. I'm going to show up right? every day. <laughs> exactly. So we're, that's where I belong. It's like, you're going to spend that kind of money on top. Then on top of it, you really need to have accountability. You would get some kind of a trainer, mm -hmm. right? You get a trainer where you have set times and days. And if you don't show up or you last minute cancel, they're charging you. What do you need to hold yourself accountable? Cause it's not enough to be in self-will. Oh, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Cause I want it that bad. I'll do it. It's a very dangerous lie and a setup for sabotage. So figure out what's going to keep you accountable. Is it being in a membership? Is it hiring? Um, is it hiring a coach? Is it getting a couple of really close friends together that, you know, you'll really hold each other accountable. I usually don't mm -hmm. recommend that unless they're very certain criteria of friends mm -hmm. because they're still your friends, right? Yeah. Like, it's very unusual to have a friend now, unless you're friends of Virgo, cause we'll fucking hold your ass accountable. <laughs> But it's very rare to have a friend who'll be like, listen, sis, you said you were going to, you know, be finished with your workbook at the end of the last year and it's still sitting undone. Right. Which yeah. is an example from my life. Thank you. you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have a workbook. Let me forgo myself Amazon. right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have someone like that, which is rare, I'm blessed to have someone like that in my life. And it's not cute sometimes when she calls me out. And I call her out. That's rare. If you don't have that, then you got to pay for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Someone who, who has, they don't care if you're going to be mad at them. It's like, so, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're eating like shit and, but you're saying you're complaining, you're complaining, your clothes don't fit. Okay. So you're treating your dream like a jobby, but you're wanting cash. Like you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't work here. So you've got to set yourself up from the start for success and not set yourself up for failure, which is what I keep seeing a lot of people doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, like radical honesty, accountability, making sure you're anchored into why you're doing it, like, like several layers of why you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Very helpful. Um, so let's, let's talk. So I, I mentioned in the beginning, one of the things that I really love about you is your like no BS attitude. You give zero fucks with how you show up. You, you post spicy content, like, like, you know, we were talking about like, you know, 
there's a lot of uh, coaches or things that are like, do this for 30 days and X, Y, Z will happen and do this and blah, 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 and all that, like, like as if there's some like secret trick, right. Um, to getting all this momentum or, or whatever it is. Um, and, and even so, so that like spicy kind of like myth busting stuff, like going against what a lot of people are saying in the online space, but then also just like giving zero fucks about how you express yourself too, like just dancing, like whatever it is, which is so fun. And just like that, like you can feel your energy when I'm like watching your, your reels and stuff like that. So I I would love to like, like, how did you get to a place where you gave less, less fucks? Like, do you get haters and like people like coming in with bullshit at you and stuff? Like, how do you, yeah. Mm. Tell me more. Girl, let me tell you. (laughs) I just lost, I'll start with this. I just lost a thousand followers in 12 hours from a reel I did. Cause I joke a lot on my podcast about like Polly, the influencer. And I do like voice imitations. I'm, I'm imitating (laughs) like, Right. I'm imitating like the influencer kind of world like the, and like mm, just waiting for people to get on. Right. Like that it's like, yeah. the ba- yeah, it's like the basicness of it all. Yeah. And people were either offended because they are probably the influencer and they felt like I was making fun of them, yeah, like whatever. Um, and then there were other people that actually thought that filter I used was my face which made my lips like 8,000 times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I know the one that you were talking about. I was was like, like, (laughs) quite frankly, if you didn't realize that was a filter, then like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I don't want you in my world. That was like the latest example. I don't care about shit like that. I more so get haters around the fact that I talk about God and I swear they feel right. Like you can't do both. Correct. That I am not a faith-based woman because of that. Um, I'm not a woman of God because of that. And I'm, my response is always the same. Last time I fucking checked, God doesn't have a problem <laughs> with it. So PS by right now that it doesn't mean that it doesn't sting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it depends what it is, that kind of stuff. Now I'm so used to it. I just rolls off. But I mean, it, it doesn't feel good when you get people when I'm like dancing and maybe I'm a little bloated, you know, and I don't have the ab lines that day where someone's like, you're fat and disgusting Mm. and we don't want to see it. Mm. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't feel good. Right. But I make a choice of what I lean into and lean out of. If I leaned into that 1% of people really less than 1% of, of haters and people who are judgmental. Now I'm basically saying, fuck you to all the 99% of people who are amazing and beautiful, yes. Yes. you know, I'm dismissing, I'm basically yeah. being dismissed. You're like, and, yeah. And, and disrespectful, like fuck all your positive comments and like amazing energy you're putting at me. I'm going to focus on this one shithead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I don't want to dismiss the beautiful, you know, energy that's out there. I don't want you guys doing that either. We all, we can tend to do that. So I, consciously it's it's a conscious choice of i'm not going to lean into this i'm going to lean into and focus on the comments the dms like all the you know all the fun nature beautiful people that are there but it's funny when i first started and i have evidence of this so you guys can even look it's it's i leave it up on purpose when i first started about 4 years ago project me with tiffany carter i 
wanted to have like a TV show, Project Me TV. It has a very nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I spent probably 15 grand. I got Brendan Bouchard's video guy, did the glam, the full operation at my house. I was going to release, I think it was like two YouTube, like two episodes on YouTube um, a week, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that in order to be taken seriously when it came to business, because that's what I teach is how to make consistent clients and cash online. That's my specialty. I thought in order to be taken seriously, I had to be like newscaster Tiffany, right? Mm -hmm. Like I thought, you know, it's not like I'm talking about something more like, you know, mindset or healing, right? Where I I felt like you could be a little more free. I had to be like, very, you know, like the job interview version of myself. So you can go and look at these videos. I keep them up on purpose. They haven't made me one fucking dollar, one lead, nothing. And they look great. And the information on there is incredibly valuable. But if you look at that, and then let's say you go and see me on Instagram at project me with Tiffany, or listen to my podcast, these are two different people. Mm. I was showing up as a representative of myself and I still was in grounded confidence, but it was like that polished representative of myself versus, and and then I was like, God, this feels really heavy. This doesn't feel fun. And I started this business. I promised myself that it had to be fucking easy Mm. and that it had to be fun because why, why do it? I already have another company. Yeah. Right. Like what's the point? If like, we, if we don't need this, like, what's the point of not doing it exactly how you want. And in a way that feels good. Right. So I was like, no, this doesn't feel good. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder what would happen if I just fucking showed up as me, like no makeup, wearing a bathrobe, no glam, zero fucks and just me. And that's vulnerable because why we don't want to be rejected as ourselves. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was subconsciously, I was showing up as newscaster, Tiffany, one was a limiting belief that I had to be very serious, right. To be respected and for people to pay me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The other was subconscious where I was kind of putting up, um, like a screen in front of myself, like a filter, Mm -hmm. because if I was rejected for that filtered version of me, it wasn't really real raw Tiffany. Yeah. Exactly. This is, this is so interesting. Cause I, I used to do a lot of singing actually. And, and I grew up like playing piano and everything like that. And I would get so much more nervous. I had way more fun singing, but I would get so much more nervous doing it because if I fuck up on the piano, like, Oh, it's just, I'm like fumbled over an instrument. Like that's separate from me. But if I'm fuck up with my voice, that's me. That's that interesting. Up. Yeah. I never so would have like, thought of that. So it's that similar kind of like idea. And I, yeah. So, so yeah, the like stripping it down, like wanting to be accepted, like fully in your oh, unit. Like, I mean, you guys can go and you, if you're that bored, you can go deep <laughs> on my IGTVs and you'll see, I look, I look a mess. I mean, I'm wearing a bathrobe. Sometimes my face, you know, we wake up, all of us wake. Why do women, we wake up and we look different every day. It's really fucking weird. You know, like someday you're like, look at my yeah, skin like, and my ab line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like fresh and dewy. And the next day you're like, skin's all like red and ruddy and you're like puffy. It's like very, I showed up regardless as me. I kid you not within a three week period, my business absolutely exploded. Because why people want real shit 
And when you show up really as you, and you're showing up in that grounded confidence as you, mm-hmm. it's, it's magnetic, but it also, what I think happens is it gave other people permission. Okay. I can have this success. I can do this online business thing and I don't have to wear makeup. I can, if I want, I can wear a bathrobe. I can swear. I don't need a fancy equipment. I do most of my videos with a pop socket on the back of my phone and it doesn't need to be that complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm having fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm having fun. What is the point? Now you've created a self-imposed prison. You might as well go back and work your corporate job. Yep. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So for people who are listening, who are entrepreneurs and either like have their own business, wanting to start a business, like what's working really well, obviously being your like full authentic self, right. Showing up, going all in on yourself, but what, um, like from a like business strategy standpoint, like what's working really, really well right now. A couple things. I love that you're asking me this. This is where you hear the Virgo analyzer strategist in me. Tell me because I'm taking Yeah. This is where I get really, really, uh, geeky. So what you need to have is a profitable content strategy. It doesn't need to be all video, but you've got to be creating profitable content, not just inspiring content, not just educational content. It's content that empowers your ideal client to take action. Mm -hmm. That is the main thing most people are missing you know, they'll get, oh my God, that was so inspiring. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. Oh, this was helpful. And no one is buying. The other thing that is really crucial is pre-selling your offers. So can I use your, your membership as an example? Yes. yes. And this is from my ass. Like, I don't know her business strategy on it. Okay. (laughs) I'm just picking something. Um, so the fact that, you know, you know, you have a membership, you're already starting to mention it right publicly. So you want to start building that hype early and peppering it in and mentioning it publicly, but also making it available like for a pre-sale, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see, guys might see people doing wait lists. I'm, that's okay. I like doing pre-sales. Get so that people, money. Right? So people who know that they already want in, and that doesn't mean you have to discount, you know, your membership because memberships are generally low ticket. So you don't have to discount your membership, but maybe they get a special bonus. That's Mm -hmm. really sexy. Right. And you get a reward for being someone who knows they want in early. Then those people have some early access and you get them to share, you know, what they love about that membership, even before you've launched that thing. So now you have people, you know, talking about it. We already have members in there. There's already, you know, 10 people, 10 people in there and use other people to help build the hype and excitement for that very thing. So I'm all about that. I'm all about that pre-sell life. I like getting into things early. A lot of people like, you know, having, oh, I got early access, be one of the founding members you know, stuff like that, but we've got to bring that like excitement back to our business and your content can't be basic. It's not going to cut it anymore. It, yeah. you could got, you could get away with that for a while there. It cannot be basic. You've got to find your own it factor within your niche. Mm-hmm. 
you have to find there is a there's a sliver of a hole in every industry, fitness, beauty, wellness, whatever. You've got to find what is your hole, what makes you different, and then magnify it. It can't mm. be subtle. You can't, it subtlety doesn't work anymore. And even though you might be more comfortable being subtle, right? Because it's not being bold. Mm-hmm. but subtle, no one can fucking hear you. That's like whispering in a crowded room. Yeah. Right. You've got to really magnify what it is that makes you different and visually display it. And that is what's going to revive your business or really help you grow your, your business or make that launch really take off. Amazing. Yes. To all of that. Absolutely. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about money because I know we're getting, we're getting close to time, but one of the things that you really specialize in is, I mean, you already sell it, said it, helping people make consistent cash online, um, you know, taking the mystery out of making like big amounts of money. So like what, you know, what, what are some of those like secrets to making more money online or like insane amounts of money. I I remember when I first like had a tax payment that was like more than I had made in a year. Like I was like, what the fuck? Cool. Yeah. And it felt like on one level, like a little bit wrong, but not really. And that's how I knew I was like, Ooh, I've shifted my money blueprint and my money story because this doesn't really feel wrong. Like it feels weird, but also so exciting. And now it's like, kind of feels normal. So let's keep going with that. So yeah, if you're not writing checks to the government, you're not making real cash yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And writing them often, like every quarter. Yeah. I'm like, uh, reminding me of like a, st- some I have a pile. Of shit over I, there. I'm like, yeah, I just showed my pile to everyone. They're like, Oh my, it's a, I have a, I have a pile situation growing. The first thing when it comes to making major money, doing something that you actually want to do what I, yes, there is proven strategy in the world of digital marketing. There's, I like to say there's shit that works there's shit that doesn't. And then there's a whole gray area in between that gray area needs to be customized to your ideal client. And to you, if it doesn't feel good to you and your ideal client, no matter how proven a business strategy is, it's not going to make money because you're not going to show up and be consistent. Your energy doesn't lie. And it's going to repel your ideal client. Mm. Mm-hmm. All roads stem and lead from your ideal client. You are marketing to him or her at their worst. If you don't mm-hmm. have a business strategy, a customer acquisition strategy that feels good to that exact ideal client and you, well, that's probably why you're not being consistent and you're not showing up. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great courses and programs out there, but they can only teach one way. Right. And that one way will work for some people. They can't give a customized approach, obviously, in a group or a course. So you've got to make sure that whatever strategy you're using is one that really makes you feel an integrity Mm -hmm. and that you feel will be well received by your ideal clients. Now, how I teach the money thing, you know, where people are like, well, how much should I say I want to like manifest and for goals and projections every month, or how should I price my products and services? I have a different approach than some people out there and many people out there. I don't want you pricing something or trying to call in money. 
that you have so much resistance to, you know, like mm. you're, you're a broke ass right now and you want to make $25,000 a month. It's like, that is so far fetched that it's actually a subconscious form of self-sabotage to set a goal too high. Yeah. And yes. your brain is so cunning and manipulative. It could convince you, well, you know, I read this manifestation book and you know, you're supposed to shoot for the stars and that mm, be careful with that because then what ends up happening, you might feel good at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. The moment you declare it, but then as some weeks go by and like, you're not getting any sales yeah. and you're not getting any clients. And it's I like, oh it, my see? God, right? Exactly. So then it's not happening. So what I say is let's pick an amount that you actually feel is truly possible for you, mm -hmm. like realistically possible. And then what could be like your stretch goal on top of that? Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say realistically possible. You're like, well, what I think is realistically possible. And I'm just starting, you know, maybe I'd make like 2000 a month. Okay. So you believe that you could make that realistically possible to start happening within two months. Yes. All right. Let's have a stretch goal on top of that. Mm -hmm. This way you're not going so far ahead that when things aren't matching, right. It's no different than in, in fitness, right. Someone comes in and they're like, I want to lose a hundred pounds. It's like, well, you've got to start with pound number one. Yes. Right. Just yeah. start. And, and you've got to let go mm -hmm. of that timing. And I know you've probably heard that before. I have to do it myself all the time and remind myself of the timing. Do you really care when the money comes in in that year? Let's say like, for example, this year, my goal is a million dollars in revenue for project me with Tiffany Carter. Do I really care if that million comes in by March or June or that it all comes in in the last quarter of the year? I don't really care. My ego wanted it in January, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? That'd be, that'd be great, but that's just not, that's not how it works. Just be open also to how that money comes in. Don't be so strict on the money has to come from this launch. The yeah. money has to come from this type of client. Maybe the money comes in from you investing in stocks. Maybe the money comes in the form of getting a check you weren't expecting. Yeah. Be open to all the, ways of receiving that. Yes. Like the how and the steps, the process like doesn't have to, like that. That's the piece that we often focus on so much that we should let go of a little bit more. Right. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I've had launches that on paper look like, oh, you didn't hit your goal, but the residual effect of doing that mm. launch, I exceed my goal every time. Right. So just an example, let's, I just did a, um, group, uh, high ticket group coaching program. We did not meet our initial goal. We weren't far off. My ego did not like that. Trust me. We did not meet it but we actually did because the residual effect of all the other stuff that people ended up buying from my business that they wouldn't have normally bought that put me way over. My yeah. Goal, right. So it didn't show up in the exact way that Tiffany wanted with the exact amount of signups and the exact, right. And that's okay. We have to be open. It actually ended up better than I could have even thought. Mm-hmm. But if you saw me in the that. middle of, if you saw me in the middle of my launch, I had a full Virgo like, meltdown. Ah, so yeah. It's not working. <laughs> Quit the whole business. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. I'm quitting. Yeah. Get a job. 
yeah <laughs> go move back in with your parents like like that kind of crap um yeah so what are some of the things like some of the money habits whether it's like affirmations or things like that that help you stay in a really beautiful like money mindset space I'm really big on having a, an abundance morning routine and evening routine. I actually Mm. have my own, um, affirmation card deck that I sell. It's just 10 bucks. Um, and those are the affirmations I used to get me from $17,000 a year to millions in the bank. Mm. My take on affirmations is this, like, and I have my decks, not that you guys can see it, but I have my deck sitting here. Um, here's an example. My ideal clients flock to me with incredible consistency. I am walking into the greatest season of my life. I'm ready to welcome all of the fresh money notice. I mean, I just gave you two of them, but notice it's not like millions of dollars are in my bank account right now because your ego be like, bitch, no, no liar. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Liar. All of my affirmations are ones that my ego and your ego will go, can't argue against. Mm. It has to be like, okay, like I can wrap, you know, I'm doing my imitation of my ego voice, but it's like, (laughs) okay, well, I guess we can wrap our heads around that. Like I'm not fully buying it, but I'm okay. I can go there. Right. Versus I am a multi-millionaire entrepreneur. You might believe that maybe for a minute, but really your ego's going, um, you're multimillionaire entrepreneur and you've like, aren't even making $10,000 a month, honey. Like what's happening here? Yeah. So I use affirmations that I can truly believe mm-hmm. and I practice walking, uh, meditation. So I will. I will just walk and pick an affirmation, like do a card pull and pick a, a pick an affirmation and just keep saying it and go for a walk. Sometimes I only have time for five minutes mm. and I just keep repeating it. And then I go through a visualization while I'm moving my body of what I will feel like having those things. Mm-hmm. So we can get in the feelings of what that would be like in my system. Mm, yes. It anchors it so powerfully movement. Yeah. 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 So that's one of my main, that's one of my main things. I, I love having, um, visual cues all around my house and my office to reflect back my desires to me and that it's happening Mm. and that, and I like to have fun with it. Like I always give, um, for like my mastermind I'm doing, like we do like these luxury abundance boxes and everyone's different, but it's like, maybe it's crystals for you. I'm looking back at my, I have a whole altar of it. <laughs> maybe it's tiny hands. No, I'm just kidding. Right. It's just the shit that's on my desk. Right? Well, like, there's there's maybe, a crystal right there. <laughs> maybe it's a picture of someone who's passed on. Maybe it's an angel card. I mean, mm-hmm. it's different for, for everyone, but it's something that represents like, I can do this thing. And I like having those visual cues all around my house, because then every time I see it, I make a point of pausing even for like a millisecond and going, yes, this is happening. Yes, this is happening. And it takes discipline to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to practice that discipline because it works. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ooh, I love this. I've like taken so many nuggets out of this and I know we're coming right up on time and I'm like, Oh, we could, I could keep going. But one, first of all, like 
if anyone's like listening to this and like, yes, oh my gosh, like how do I like get into your world, into your orbit? Like how, how can people work with you right now? So I have a couple ways. One, I do have a membership, my project me posse. This is where I teach you. It's more so for beginning entrepreneurs. Um, if you're making more than $15,000 a month, that's not where I would recommend you be. But this is where you're learning from me every single week live from me and other special guest experts. So that's projectmewithtiffany.com forward slash projectmeposse. So that's one main place. If you want to learn for free, obviously my podcast, most of the other access points to me, quite frankly, are high ticket um, because of the ROI you get when you work with me and the strategy that we create. But all Mm -hmm. of that information is on my website. You can also, you know, DM me with any questions. A lot of people will ask me like, where do you think is a good place for me to start? And I'll let you know where that is. Um, you can DM me on Instagram at project me with Tiffany. I'm sure it's in, in the show notes too, Mm -hmm. but there's always a way don't let your mind go. Oh my God. I would love to work with Lauren. I'd love to work with Tiffany, but I don't have the money. Well, if you want it bad enough, find the money. My ass found the money. Yeah. Getting your nails done and your lashes and target trips and your Starbucks. And there's some money period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay. Our, our, as you know, this, this show is all about owning your truth, like using your voice, amplifying your unique gifts, like stepping into higher levels of abundance, authenticity, expression, all of that. So what would for our, our audience here, for, for people looking to stand out and live more unapologetically bold, more aligned, more abundantly, like what's one key piece of advice that you would, you would give our audience, whether it's like an action item, an affirmation, a quote, a question to ask themselves, parting word of wisdom. I would say, ask yourself every day, what does my ideal client need to hear from me today? Does she need to hear, remember your marketing to her at her worst? Mm, Yeah. And which is really a former version of yourself or you at your worst day now. So it's, what does she really need to hear from me today? And then show up in that energy, show up on video in that energy, show up in, you know, writing your content in that energy and your emails and creating your programs show up in that energy of what does she need to hear from me? It's oftentimes something you might even need to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all that yeah. fun when you coach yourself, you're like, yeah, you're coaching someone and you're like, oh damn, I need to do like, that. Here's what I've got for you guys today. And actually it was very helpful for me too. So thanks. Okay. Bye. Signing off. <laughs> Swipe up for more. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for joining me for this, like such an unfiltered, raw, real conversation. I love how much um, we have in common. That's so much fun. Like it's almost your birthday too. Um, and you guys, if, if you resonated with this, like, first of all, like go connect with, with Tiffany, like slide into her DMS, like share something that, that really, uh, was impactful for you from this episode. Um, once again, that's project me underscore with underscore Tiffany and yeah, screenshot this episode, throw it into your stories, tag both of us. And thank you again for for joining us, Tiffany. You're welcome. Bye, guys. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.